So in the earlier part of the retreat, we were talking about the four foundations of mindfulness and spoke quite a bit about body and breath. So I wanted to speak a little bit about feeling. Feeling being the second foundational or base of mindfulness. And uh, as someone who, who uh, is rather sensitive, you could say, to feeling myself, um, before I came across this, this teaching from the Satipatthana, the, 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 um, the impact of feeling was, was pretty overwhelming and complicated and confusing for me. So I lived with that for about uh, I guess 25 years or something until somebody pointed out to me, at Instituto it was, pointed out that the Buddha spoke about three kinds of feeling. He did actually speak about, he, did, he, did speak, he does speak about feeling in a, a number of different ways, but uh, the, the kind of simplest way of, of uh, approaching it, which is pointed to in the Satipatthana Sutta, is to just experience feeling as, as three kinds. So my experience was like myriad nuances of feeling, complexities of feeling, and um, the, and also not uh, recognizing the, the difference between what I felt, the feeling, and the, the re response, the reaction, the thoughts that came after it, the rationalizations, all of that. It was all mixed up into one complicated and rather painful, confusing experience, or many of those experiences. So I was very grateful when this, um, this very simple truth was pointed out that you know, one can experience feeling in just three, there's just three kinds. Um, so they can experience painful feeling, pleasant feeling, and neither painful nor pleasant feeling. So when I heard this, it was like, wow, it kind of blew my mind actually. <laughs> because it's like a whole different way of experiencing life. And uh, I started to look at feeling in, in, this, in these simple terms and, and categorize them in these simple ways. And just in doing that, you know, there wasn't really room, there isn't room for all of the stories. There isn't room for the, the subtle nuances of, of uh, the, the particular kind of painful feeling or the particular kind of pleasant feeling. It's just painful feeling, pleasant feeling, neither painful nor pleasant. And I, I couldn't get much of a reading on the, on the neither painful nor pleasant. That didn't seem to sort of register at all. But uh, painful feeling was pretty clear. And pleasant feeling was pretty clear. So um, from, I'd say from that moment on, my life was greatly simplified. <laughs> and so I just want to look a little bit today at, at you know, what, what happens when we when we just come down to that direct experience of the feeling. So through this retreat, of course, we'll have been feeling many different things physically, in the, in the body and in the mind. And most likely there'll be lots of, of uh, stories going along with these feelings and um, 
desire and aversion accompanying them and maybe confusion or ignorance accompanying these feelings with maybe with or without us noticing so you know, when we look when we when we use the this very simple and clear way of seeing feeling as it is then we can start to differentiate so there's uh, pleasant feeling and what the, the un, I, I the tutor was speaking yesterday about the, the um, asavas and the anusayas so the, the outflows of the asavas which is like greed, hatred and delusion and the anusayas which are the underlying tendencies to these same things that maybe aren't activated but they're kind of there in our system they haven't been rooted out yet and uh, so pleasant feeling has the underlying tendency of lust or desire which is kind of obvious when you think about it nice feeling I want more of that you know it's kind of it happens before we even notice it's happened and painful feeling has the underlying um, tendency of, of aversion which when you look is, is again kind of obvious painful feeling I want to get rid of it I want it to go away and then um, neither painful nor pleasant feeling has the underlying tendency of ignorance and it is difficult to notice the underlying uh, it is difficult to notice neither painful nor pleasant feeling and we are in fact ignoring it most of the time so it's, that also kind of makes sense that that this uh, kind of neutral feeling has the underlying tendency of ignorance so when I first started to do, um, practice mindfulness of body or body sweeping my experience, a lot of the experience of this body was no, nothing in particular couldn't feel very much in quite a lot of the areas of the body because my mind wasn't trained really, I wasn't in the habit of paying proper attention so it appeared that a lot of the experience of this body was, was nothing much happening and the same can happen when you, when you pay attention to the breath you know, you, especially if you've been in a very stimulating environment and your mind's quite used to being active and stimulated and then you try and put your attention on the breath and it's like, well, there's nothing really going on you know, there's no, the mind can't find anything to really pay attention to, it's too subtle so this is uh, this is what happens when there's neither pleasant nor painful feeling. We don't we don't know how to put our attention onto it, and so it's kind of ignored. And that can be true for huge amounts of our experience, you know, because we're not because we're because our, uh, we notice what our attention is grabbed by, whether painful or pleasant. We don't notice the the huge spectrum of um, more subtle aspects of experience so they're, they're ignored so this is how neither painful or pleasant feeling has that underlying tendency of ignorance and of course we are in the business of, of uh, hopefully rooting out ignorance so you know, neither painful nor pleasant feeling is actually important it's important to pay attention to as, as much as the other two um, so, 
I think feeling has, has in our culture, you know, it hasn't really had a, a lot of. It's not. It's pleasant feeling is highly registered. You know, getting more pleasant feeling. This is a. This is. This is kind of advertised. You know, get more pleasant feeling. Pleasant feeling will make you happy. And uh, you know, we follow it. And we we try and get happiness from pleasant. You know, from following some pleasure, which we can get for a while. Get it for a little while, maybe. And then it changes. And then, uh, you know, there are many ways people try and get away from unpleasant feeling. The amount of people who are on painkillers and uh, maybe for just quite minor things and uh, all kinds of medications that are, that are to avoid um, painful feeling of body or of mind. Because we don't know how to be with it, we've forgotten how to be with painful feeling. It's something to run away from. And so we're kind of caught in this dichotomy because you know, there are these three kinds of feeling and it isn't possible to experience only pleasant feeling. It's impossible. And <clears throat> you know, there's and it's not possible to avoid feeling altogether. You know, feeling we're, we're sensitive beings. We feel physically and in the mind. And so you know, it's very important that we learn how to be present with pleasant feeling and with painful feeling. So you know, the, it's, it's also it's a kind of training really to be present with pleasant feeling because the, the initial response is just to you know, get more enjoy, you know. And there, there isn't necessarily much presence <coughs> with what's going on. So it can be, you can see it eating a meal, you know, have a, have a delicious meal and, and you know, while one spoonful's in your mouth you're already looking at the next bit on the plate, you know, you're not actually with what's going on, the mind's already jumped to the next mouthful, the next morsel. So you're kind of missing, even though there's a sense of pleasure, you're kind of missing the actual experience, you're not really, really with it. So the Buddha is inviting us to be fully present with feeling as it is in the moment. And uh, in doing that, to see how we you know, create whole um, scenarios from the basis of feeling and how we can choose not to, how we can not do that. So, you know, even um, if you think about uh, having an, an unpleasant feeling in the, say in the heart or in the solar plexus or in the belly, you get an unpleasant feeling like a, like a sense of agitation. And it happened when uh, somebody spoke to you in a particular way and there's that agitating feeling in your heart or in your belly and then immediately it's like that person's made me feel like that and I don't like it so you feel annoyed, irritated and you, you respond to them, react to them in an irritated way and then they, they're like why are they speaking to me like that and then they start arguing then you get into more and more conflict and then you can't get out of it 
then maybe you know you can go on. You can start fighting. You can whatever you know. You can, you can take it as far as you like, really. And it, all of that starts from a painful feeling. It starts from a painful feeling in in this body mind. So. You know, this, this happens all the time, this is happening all the time. People, people are reacting from these feelings all the time. Or we see somebody beautiful, somebody lovely, charming, and you know, there's, there's a, a pleasant feeling and, and we want to be with that person, and we want to have more contact with that person. And maybe it's kind of complicated, you know, they, they married to someone else, perhaps. <laughs> but that, that feeling is really strong and so we want to follow it anyway, we can't help ourselves. Because of that, that feeling draws us to seek fulfillment. And then, you know, we, we have that, that for, maybe fulfillment, that temporary gratification and then, then there's all the repercussions that come after that. But if we can actually just be with that pleasant feeling, that feeling of delight or excitement, then you know, can, uh, can keep life much more simple. <laughs> we can still be present, we can still enjoy, we can still be present with that pleasant feeling. So it's a, it's a very, very simple practice, and yet it's something that we overlook again and again. And we get into so many messes in our life through not being able to be fully present with feeling as it is. And just to label it, just to have that in your consciousness, to, to be able to, to, to label feeling in those, one of those three ways, it's a great help. It does um, give the possibility of, of uh, simplifying and clarifying life one's life. So, you know, there are different kinds of, of uh, feeling. Also there's, the Buddha spoke about worldly feeling, so pleasant, painful, and, ni and neither pleasant nor painful, worldly feeling, and otherworldly, is, is in the way it's translated in, uh, in English. So, worldly feeling would be like, you know, feeling through the, 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 the five senses, you know, the, the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body. It can also be ideas, it can be through the mind and ideas, concepts. And, and then there's, there's otherworldly, as it's put, pleasant feelings. So this can be like the, the joy that comes through generosity. This is otherworldly pleasant feeling. This is a, this is a a good feeling in the heart comes through generosity, or it can be through, through renunciation, through through giving up something. So maybe giving up something that you know is harmful to yourself, or giving up something because you know that the the consequences of having it would would, would give would cause harm to someone else. And then you know, reflecting on that brings a sense of of maybe peace or or happiness. So this is like a, known as an otherworldly pleasant feeling. And then there's also a pleasant feeling that comes through meditation practice. So that can be uh, through, through the, the jhanas, yeah, through the, 
through concentration practice, so you can experience um, piti, which is kind of a rapture and pleasure in the meditation. It can be, it can be in the mind and through the whole body. The whole body can experience this. And this is a wholesome state. It's not, it's not that uh, you know, we're supposed to avoid pleasant feeling or avoid feeling at all. So this is really wholesome. And we can, we can allow the whole being to be filled with this wholesome feeling, this, this pleasant feeling. Um, and there's yet to be tasted probably by everyone here, but there's also the, the pleasant feeling of uh, liberation. It's kind of an ongoing pleasant feeling. Or the joy, the joy of liberation. And uh, also through, through um, you know, for those, if, if you're not, um, if you don't have a tendency towards concentration practice, and you, you have, you, your practice is more through insight, investigation, there's also the joy and pleasure that comes through insight, through understanding, through, through seeing clearly, seeing, getting in one of those wonderful aha moments, and seeing clearly the way things are. And this is also like a wholesome, pleasant feeling. And then there's the you know, painful feeling, there's just the, the fact of having a body, we, we will experience pleasant and painful feeling, it's just how it is. So I, I don't know, you're probably a bit wiser than me, but when I first started to practice in my early 20s, I was really looking to get away from feeling. I had this idea that we, you know, there, there was, there was, if you really like, really, really practice well, then you wouldn't have to feel physical pain, you wouldn't have to feel hunger, you wouldn't have to feel thirst, you wouldn't have to feel tired. It could just be kind of nice. You know. <laughs> so after a while, I realised no, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So having a, a physical body once we're born. We, we will experience physical pain. This is this, and while we're being born, probably we'll experience physical pain. And even a, a fully enlightened Buddha, you know, will experience pain. As a, as a sutra of the Buddha, um, who's been giving teachings through the night, and uh, he's getting—he's quite old at this time. He's getting tired, and he—he he asks the Venerable Ananda, you know, will you take over from me because my back's aching? You do the teaching now, and he goes and he rests his back against the pillar of the in this hall because his back's aching. So you know he was a fully enlightened Buddha, he's as high as he can get, and he would also experience physical pain. But he could put his mind into a place where that pain was no longer, um, you know, a problem in any way. So he could go into the the like fine material absorptions and not, and that the pain would not be experienced. But you know, while he was in the ordinary state of consciousness, the, bo the body is experiencing pain. And I think also at his death, when he, when he was given this poisoned food, this poisoned dharma in his arms bowl, you know, so they talk about this painful, racking feelings that went throughout his body through from this poisoned food. So, you know, 
this is this is even for a Buddha we will experience physical pain physical pain and uh, also pleasure the body can experience great pleasure and so this is how it is to have a body and hunger and thirst is, is just part of the deal you know? so feeling is, is you know it's feeling is here, we, we experience feeling because we have these sentient bodies and they're you know, wired for survival that's, that's, what that's how they're made and so if we didn't feel then we probably wouldn't survive for very long or be attracted to a fire, beautiful fire, walk into the fire and be burnt up because we know fires are hot, hot is painful, and you know, we don't want to feel it, then we keep away or we're careful with the fire. And, and it's also that like the more more on the on the mind level or on the, on, you could say on the kind of intuitive level, there is also feeling. And you know, this is also part of our, our basic survival mechanism, you know, as, as an animal body, there's a, we need to have a sense of when there's danger and when there's safety, it's just, that's necessary. So there's this kind of intuitive feeling of, you know, there's danger there, got to be careful, move away from that, or, or this, is, this is safe, this is good, I can stay here, I can be here, I can enjoy this. So this is just how we're made, and uh, you know, in the, in the animal realm, that's what's going on all the time. You know, the, the, uh, or I don't mean all the time, but I mean that that's that's operating in its in its uh, balanced way, and because we because our intellect has uh, become so developed that in the human race, we've sort of overrided, overridden a lot of the natural processes. So so we can experience fear when there's actually nothing going on when we're in a safe environment and there's a, there's a, we start to feel a little bit tense, feel anxious and even though there's really nothing of any danger around that, that feeling is there and we're in hyper alert and this is um, this happens when, when uh, we maybe have experienced danger in the past and maybe in the long, long past and we haven't been able to release the, the tension or the adrenaline and the, the stress that was caused by that fear. And so it kind of becomes locked in the body. And then through our life, unless we can bring attention to it and release it, you know, that, that's, the system is in kind of hyper alert. So I think this is very common. You know, there's a lot of people at this time who experience anxiety, even when there's nothing really going on, it's a very, it's like a very common problem in our society now. And, and the same can be with with other other things like maybe anger. You know, thinking of the fight or flight systems within that every animal has. Um, also, it can also be like hypervigilant, like overly sensitive waiting, you know, chip on the shoulder, and waiting for somebody to say the wrong thing and then getting aggressive, reactive. 
So this is like the, the natural system that's gone out of whack. You know, it's not in balance anymore. And we can live from that for years, or for our whole life really, if we don't um, know how to look or where to look. So even if we have that, if, that's, if that has been hardwired into our system already, and we do find that we're living a lot of the time in anxiety or, or, or we get angry at the slightest thing, we can still transform that pattern. And you know, all we need really to do that is awareness, to put our awareness on the feeling that has arisen and patience to be with it let it arise, let it be there, watch it go through its process and watch it end. And I'd say also some kindness, compassion, because it's not an easy thing to do. It's much easier to react or defend oneself, it's much easier on the short term, not on the long term. It's much easier to, to just um, do something to, to defend or protect ourselves. But if we really want to free ourselves, free our hearts, then to, to, to bring attention to that feeling, to stay with it, to feel the vibration of it, and watch it change. And it's also very helpful when, when, when doing that practice to, you know, to get a reality check also, you know, to like, maybe have a very strong feeling come up and then just to see what's actually going on. I think I, I mentioned this the other day. What's actually going on? Is there danger in this room? Am I in danger now? You know, and if, of course if you are, then is it, is it, things are working right and you maybe need to respond. But if, if there's nothing really dangerous or threatening or um, gonna, if any real problem happening, or if it's just like a minor irritation, actually, or sort of somebody who's a bit irritating, and then your your feeling is you, you want to um, punch them in the mouth or something, you know, then you know, okay, there's a dissonance between my reaction and actually what's going on here. So then that's an indication. Come back to the feeling. Come back to the feeling, and and get yourself out of the way if you need to. You know, sometimes we need to actually get out of the situation. And, uh, and be alone so that we can fully feel what's going on. And, and this usually it's, it's, it's almost always possible to do that. So even if you're very busy, you can take a bathroom break, you know, and just kind of lock yourself in the bathroom for a little while and be with the feeling. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes we need to let some out, you know. So. Uh, there's different ways you can do it, you know, letting out, um, letting off steam in, in nature, or or just being alone and and you know with it, with a breath, one can release a lot of, of energy with the breath, tension. Um, I'm sure you can be creative with that yourselves, but just to to really know the difference between the feeling and the the what triggers that feeling. I sense Chita was speaking about that last night, also. So in the, in the, um, the steps of dependent origination, I won't go right the way back to the beginning of them, but 
that there is um, the, the six sense bases and the, the six sense bases condition contact. So, we, you know, when we have eyes and we open our eyes and there's a light on, then we see there's contact, there's, there's visual objects uh, surrounded by visual objects. Or you know, where there's a, a body, a sensitive body, then there'll be feeling in the body, there'll be, there'll be uh, contact, touch, and feeling and so on through the, the sense bases. And contact conditions feeling, that's just what happens, and when there's contact you feel it. And feeling conditions craving, so craving to have or to, to get away from. That's the next link in the chain. The craving is the reaching out, and that conditions attachment, which is the grasping, holding on. And that, once we've grasped on, conditions the becoming. So once we've kind of grasped hold of, for example, that feeling and identified with it, and, and we're already we're already sort of become an angry person, and uh, then the the becoming conditions birth, birth conditions aging and death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. So it's like once we get to a certain point, there's no there's no going back, so to speak. So um, once we've that's a very very important point because the, once there's the attachment, then that that whole cycle is just going to keep going. It's, it's not it, it, you can't actually stop. Um, but if there's craving, one can stop at craving. It's kind of hard once the craving is already going, but you can stop at craving. And where there's feeling, before craving arises, if we can be, just be with the feeling, then you know, we, we stop that whole pattern of becoming and, and, and becoming which leads to birth, which leads to the whole process, age and death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief and despair. We, 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 are, we can stop that whole process. And uh, the feeling really is the, the, the most accessible place where we can stop that process of endlessly becoming and, and becoming again, you know, birth and death, that the, the cycle, that the the wheel of samsara, the wheel of, of birth and death. So it's in feeling. Feeling is the most accessible, the weakest link in that chain, the most accessible place that we can we can stop the whole process and just come back to that feeling and allow that whole potential um, drama to just not arise in the first place. Just just to be here with the feeling. So, you know, as we as we become more mindful, we do we do get to recognise that process, and sometimes we don't really catch it until we're already at the uh, becoming stage, or the birth, or the ageing stage, and then you kind of feel like, oh, you know, I, I did that, and now, and now this is happening, and I wish. I wish it, I hadn't done that, I wish it hadn't happened, and I wish I could get out of it. 
and on on a certain level, there's you know one has to just go through the process. So there is no uh, you have to allow that once once the like the action has happened, you can't you can't go back and say oh, I wish I know I, I I've changed my mind. It's already it's already in process. But at any point in the cycle, one can come back to feeling. So if you've done something, say, really unskillful. And uh, and you're experiencing the results of that, and you really wish you hadn't done it. You can't change the fact that it's happened, but you can come back to the feeling of how it feels to have done that unskill unskillful thing, and to know the the uh, the painful feeling of that, and to to fully be with that, and let that like be your teacher. Yeah, that's like to, to be with it consciously, to, get, to be with that process consciously and to be with the feeling as you go through that process of um, you know, the feeling the results of your, of your past actions, of your unskillful actions. Now that becomes the incentive to not do it again, <laughs> simply put. So, and, it, and also as we stay present with the feeling, it's like we're burning up the karma in that moment. And when we're not really present with it, it's like that, that karmic volition just keeps going. But when we're fully present with it, it's like it's burning up in, in, a, in the light of awareness. So, it isn't always easy to be with feeling. And it can be quite humiliating at times. It's much easier to, to, to have kind of rational thoughts about why you're feeling this and, and to go there, it feels much sort of safer and it, because the, the feeling realm is kind of messy. But it is, uh, it's, to, to fully be with feeling is a liberating practice. It is like the, the place that can end karma. So it seems to me that there are, there are many layers of feeling, and in the beginning, you know, you kind of if you're, you're with the most obvious, gross feelings, then gradually they kind of get refined and more subtle. But then at some point, you also kind of hit some core, quite big core uh, places that are, that are very resonant, that, 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 that where there's very strong feeling again. So, you know, the, it's, it's, like, it's like peeling off layers or uh, working through layers of, of attachment, really. Of so, this it is a very simple practice and it's, it's quite humbling and it is also very immediate. So we're, we're, we are all the time experiencing feeling, experiencing feeling, and uh, we, d we really need to, to develop this strength of awareness that can be with, with whatever feeling arises, with feeling as it is, and also to know that we can cultivate conditions that lead to wholesome, pleasant feeling, joyful feeling. So also the, the Brahma Viharas, the, the 
quality of qualities of loving kindness and compassion, a joy for others' well-being. Those three particularly, they are they're generating wholesome, pleasant feelings. So we can cultivate those. And then equanimity is, is really what uh, is developed as we stay present with whatever feeling arises. So I offer this for this evening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.